Suave Afternoon, Suave Afternoon. This is Brother Suave, your mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening on-air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, and creator. Hope you guys have a suave of the day. Yeah, and with that, let's commence to pay. Okay, I'm so suavalous, you so suavalous. Together we can fix the trauma that's befalling us. Divine social interactions remains marvelous. Mind blowing, suavalicious talk, higher consciousness. But think, let not your hearts be troubled, Dr. Brother Suave. Divine light getting dull. Greetings and suave evening champions. This is um, Dr. Brother Suave, your mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening on personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, creator, and divine social therapist, and your host of Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. Listen, this is season five, season five, episode seven. Wow, on this beautiful, hot Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. Listen, I'm so happy. I'm so blessed to be able to see a day I've never seen before. Another day to get it right. Another day to tell friends and family, I love them. Those who I respect, I love them. And anybody who's tuning in tonight, just want to let you know, I love you. And so I'm just so excited about tonight, Um, you know, being able to have gratitude, being able to have a comeback, being able to just be able to do the things um, that you can do in life through gratitude and appreciation, you know. So I'm just really, really happy to be able to discuss tonight's topic. And, and besides, tonight's topic, we're going to be discussing how believing in yourself and following through. Just remember, following through after having an experience in trauma, hardships, or just life, you can actually still have a breakthrough. You can become the best and a better version of yourself. And you can also become a shero or a hero. So tonight, my very special guest, she's going to share her journey of becoming a shero because in my eyes, in many eyes, she's definitely a shero. So with my very limited time uh, meeting her and, and, and interacting with her, and I just remember, I think we met about three or four years ago. And the one thing I did notice about her was her strength. <laughs> Had no idea she was into Miss Martial Arts. Had no idea, but I did see a strength of a lion. And speaking of lion, um, I started to follow her. And again, when I said I met her through Circle of Champions Worldwide, and that was founded by the brilliant and talented Miss Sare Namor. And so, and I, like I said, I would always see her post, and it always had a lion attached to it. And that says a lot about strength. It says a lot about courage. And so I just will always like this, follow it and not like it, but love it. And so one of the things I'm going to just, just share about, um, about her post that's so powerful is one of them says, it's going to be hard, but hard doesn't mean impossible. And that's so incredible to me because sometimes we have challenges in life and it seems like it's completely impossible based on our rational thinking. But again, the law doesn't put us through things we can't deal with. And so it just says a lot about her and her mentality. And the second one says strength, talks about strength. Sometimes we're tested not to show our weaknesses, but to discover our strength. And again, sometimes, you know, we're going through these tests in life and it's not to see how strong um, 
you see how weak we are, but it's actually seeing how we can discover how strong we are, that we have the ability to overcome. And I'm just really appreciative. And I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just got to say one more. And this last one, <laughs> it says, to make a difference in someone's life, you don't have to be brilliant. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be uh, beautiful. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to care. And this is one of the things I'm always telling everybody. Call and check on people because you never know what they're going through. You know, sometimes just hearing their voice can make a difference in one's life. They can have suicidal ideation, passive death wishes. But when sometimes when they hear that, that makes a difference. And that's why I always say don't let technology replace um, interpersonal communications and hearing the voice and intimacy of someone else. So this just a little message that I wanted to say coming from Dr. Brother Suave. So what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm just pretty much talking too much. So I'm getting a little carried away. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to stop and just allow her to introduce herself because I'm super excited. So without further ado, let's introduce the wonderful and talented and brilliant and courageous Miss Egdalia Medina. Hi, thank you. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy and so excited to get this thing started because, you know, I was talking too much. So I was like, you know, what? I didn't tell about her, her brilliance, her greatness and how she got her journey. So what I'm going to ask you to do, just tell the people a little bit about yourself and I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I am... I'm not really much to talk about myself. Um, I, I like helping others and stuff like that. And I like being behind the scenes. Um, but um, I'm a mother. Yes. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. Mm -hmm. um, and my goal in life is just to help people um, through their journey um, mm -hmm. of their purpose. Um, that's pretty much Oh, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. But it's okay. As we continue to dialogue and engage, the listening audience is definitely going to find some things about you, you yeah. know, because again, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I found out some things about we happen to know some of the same people. Oh, yes. You know, <laughs> you know, hey, listen, you know, listen, there's a lot more to her. You know, she may not tell you, you know, she got skills, you know. <laughs> Skills, you know, and it's crazy. Speaking of skills, listen, um, she has the skills. She happens to know uh, the two people that we talked about. I know you guys are familiar with mixed martial arts, and we all familiar with the Gracie family. And and again, we happen to know um, the same people. It was this, um, one of the Gracies, Hanzo Gracie Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, we happen to know. If, if, if anybody know about martial arts, is a very uh, very famous family, you know. And I remember um, fighting against him, competing against him, um, and training with him. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny, small world. We're talking about 30 years ago. And here we are um, meeting each other through uh, Circle of Champions and happen to have some, some things in common. In addition to another person, uh, Marcus Silveira, who happens to be known as Conan. Mm -hmm. And it's just a funny thing. And, and again, if you guys know Miss Marshall's, this dude was huge, tattooed mm -hmm. all over, and was a monster, a beast out there in the mixed martial arts world. And so, again, you don't be that close around the mixed martial arts if you don't have the skills yourself. So, um, 
I really, 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 I'm just excited. So listen, being a champion that you are, hey, uh, thank you. How you doing, um, Mr. Chapman? And thank you, Ms. Ernestine. I appreciate you guys for showing up. And so again, being a champion um, that you are, I want to know a little bit about when you do these um, posts and everything seems to have a lion theme on it. Tell me, why do you seem to always have these lions? Because I see you as a courageous person. I saw that when we met and we didn't have that much interaction, but I saw that strength. And I just don't believe it's a coincidence that every time you post something, not every time, but the majority of your posts has something to do with strength and that lion image. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I love lions. Okay. Um, you know, from growing up, they, you know, they talk about, you know, the strength of lions. Um, they talk about how, you know, the three lions of, of who they are, you know? Um, so there's always some background, some history behind it, but we always think, and it's, it's a reminder, you know, like there's a, the king of the jungle is a lion, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks that you need to make a stand that you need to do this. No, a lion is there and, and they're quiet until it's time for them to do what they need to do. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you don't have to go around telling people who you are. People will know who you are just by the way you carry yourself, just by the way you present yourself, just by the way you handle yourself. Um, and it just happens. And even people that I work with, different promotions, they ha also have lions. So it's just, I guess, a calling. <laughs> it's a calling. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, there are sometimes people who are passive and, and very shy. And sometimes they have an experience in life mm -hmm. that, that brings out the lion. Because the yeah. line is always there. It's just that sometimes when it's issues with self-esteem or shyness or mm -hmm. insecurities, um, the, 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 the physical ability is always there. But again, things start in the mind and those insecurities and issues of uh, um, shame or, mm -hmm. or just fear can suppress the lion that's in all of us. You know, if you yeah. sometimes we don't want the lion to come out. Yes. You know, so it's like we, there's, there's a, we have to know the control. We know mm -hmm. we need to stay calm. Like my, my, my saying is always stay calm, stay focused and remember your why. Cause we, yes. we can't do much in life if we're not calm and if we're not focused. And then sometimes we can be calm and we can be focused, but we don't understand what our why is. Or sometimes mm -hmm. we don't, we can't be calm and we can't be focused until we know what our why is. So whatever your why is, that will motivate you to do those other stuff that you need to do in life. But it's a combination. You need to have it all because yes. if not, it's, it's a miss, it's an imbalance. Absolutely. And, and, and again, um, I'm glad you said that balance because a lot of times in my definition of perfect and a lot of people say no one's perfect. Well, my swap philosophy is I created perfect in, in a term of balance, mm -hmm. you know, you know, balance and balance keeps that scale balanced. And so therefore, if it wasn't balanced, you mm -hmm. either go to the right or you either go to the left. And so I, I, I believe in uh, having that balance. And I'm glad that you mentioned the why, because a lot of times, again, people don't know that why. Oh, and again, yeah. when we talked about crisis and being able to overcome, sometimes you have to, sometimes people have crisis Sometimes people have traumatic experiences. Sometimes people can go to an event or a function or a sermon or a speech or a lecture 
and that will stimulate the lion in them also help them identify with their why. Mm -hmm. So that being said, um, as I presented, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. so, uh, was it anything uh, about in your journey of life and personal growth and development um, that triggered your why or was anything that occurred in your life, either traumatic or some type of crisis that inspired you to strive for greatness? Yes, I have two different situations in my life okay. um, that had really impacted my life. Um, okay. And it's important that no matter what it is, um, we have to know what our why is. Uh -huh. um, and in both situations, my why was my son. Okay. He was the reason that I needed to take that step forward. Because, you know, everybody says, you know, when you go through a certain situation in life, this is what I would do. And this is what I would do. And, you know, right, I would do certain things. But I always need to keep in mind of my son. You know, sometimes if it were based on me, I probably would have acted completely different. And the outcomes would have been completely different. But because I had a purpose and I had my why and I knew who it was, it was my son. I needed to make sure that everything I did was calculated in a way that my son and I would be safe. And I know if he wasn't around, I probably wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Yes. And again, that's, that's, that I appreciate that because a lot of times, you know, when you don't understand your why you can make some decisions that's not in the best interest of the future yourself as well as your children. But sometimes when you're learning like triage, you, it, it appears to me that you triage the situation, you prioritize what was the number one priority mm -hmm. because again had you not been there for him at that moment mm -hmm. you wouldn't have been able to be here for him for the future and a lot of times you know we have to sometimes you know and, and i was all i'm a person who believe in leading by example mm -hmm. but also believe and sometimes that's why you hear parents saying i didn't know uh, i didn't know who i was i didn't know my why i, did, I didn't understand life but when i had a child it gave me entirely different perspective, a new perspective, so to speak, on why. And so people start prioritizing, saying, listen, I got to do this because I have an obligation to provide. And, and saying that, I, I, I may be off topic, but the thing is, I, I think that when you prioritize your children and leading by example, I believe that you need to have more critical thinking skills and self-awareness. Because what happens is, if you don't, you continue that toxic behavior, you continue that counterproductive behavior, you continue those behaviors that are not in the best interest, not only yourself mentally, spiritually, socially, economically, but your child sees that mm -hmm. and they mimic that behavior. And this is where it comes to a generation of curses, uh, patterns of repetitions, and insanity cycle. So therefore, when you have that self-awareness and and realize that you're doing something that's not in the best interest of your child because they are mimicking and observing your behavior. You have to really have a have this paradigm switch and say, you know what? I got to do something different mm -hmm. because if I don't, this child's going to pick up so many bad habits. The same thing, you know, when you know how people always say, "Do as I say, not as I do." That doesn't make sense because they're going to watch what you do. You know, they're not going to process. The morality issue, they only go on by what they're observing. And sometimes we have to be very aware of what we act, what we say, and what we do, because our children will pick it up. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Yeah, but sometimes it's important that when we say, you know, not as I do, it's not just like that simple in the sense that sometimes mm -hmm. we'll say, like when you talk to a kid and they're like, they're misbehaving or something and they ask you, but why? Because I said so. No, that's not an answer. You need to tell them the reason why. I remember I was, a friend of mine did that and he yelled at his daughter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And he was like, gonna put her in timeout, a ground her. I don't even know what the heck he was gonna do. But I looked at him and I'm like, what, what just happened? He goes, oh, well, she wasn't listening and she did this. And I'm like, well, did you tell her that she wasn't supposed to do that? Well, no, I didn't. Okay, so you are punishing her for something that she didn't even know that she wasn't supposed to do. I'm like, does that make sense? He goes, oh, well, I guess I, I didn't think about that. And I'm like, yeah, so you should really think about it. And the next time speak with her and tell her, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or and explain the reason why, not just because I said so or because you weren't in the mood to deal with her running mm. around or whatever it is. You know, kids shouldn't pay for you're having a bad day at work or because whatever you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That's not the way it works. Um, mm. And not as I do. If you are in an, a bad relationship, right? Mm -hmm. You tell the person, you tell your child, hey, don't, um, you know, this is what I'm going through and I am really trying to get out of this situation. So please look at it as things that you shouldn't be doing. Like if this hurts you, if this makes you feel a certain way, pick up on it and focus on that. But understand that I am doing this, you know, because it's a survival mechanism. You have to try to get to the next step. So I think it's important that we always are able to speak clearly so our children can understand. Okay, great. We have a question. A question is on from Mr. Frederick Douglass. He says, children are a great why. It says, what are some other forms of why that can show up? Everybody's different. Everybody has that drive. Everybody has that motivation. Some people, it could be their parents. Some people, their why could be not repeating the same cycle of their upbringing. Their why could be just to be there for somebody because somebody else in their life checked out, you know, did mm -hmm. their self-checkout and they didn't have that person. Like, for instance, I'm a photographer, but the reason I, I do photography is because I went, I went through a really bad experience in my life. And mm -hmm. I went through a phase that I could only see the bad. I could only see the bad. And then I'm like, you know what? No, I want people to remember the beauty of life. That moment mm -hmm. that made them happy or that moment that they can always look back to. So I would take pictures that way. Whenever somebody is going through something, they can pick up that picture and it reminds them, Hey, I remember this day. And then they forget about everything bad. Because if we hold on to the negative, we're never going to be able to, to push forward. So our why could be anything. Our why could be your child. Your why could be, you know, the future that you want. Your why could be a past that you don't want to relive. Um, your why can be that person that breaks all of those generational curses that have been in your family. So yeah. it's not necessarily just an object or a person. It's finding what motivates you, finding what inspires you, finding that purpose in your life, because everybody is different. It's not cut and dry. It's not that simple because I could say, oh, it's my child. Maybe you don't have a child or maybe your child hurt you and you can't fathom the fact that that's going to be your, you know what I mean? So we, 
we're all different. Yes. And our why is completely different. But the one thing that isn't different is that drive and that that inspiration, that desire that it gives you. So regardless of what the why is, it's that feeling that comes with it, that purpose that you have. Absolutely. Fred, I hope she answered your question. I'm definitely not having anything to say after that. <laughs> Her answer was absolutely swath amazing. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you. So thank you. Thank you. That was some great insight. I'm telling you, man. And you know, it's a funny thing that when you said your reasons of getting in photography, I'm thinking about over 30 something years ago when I had it because they talked about this the history of photography. It was the most boring class because it wasn't a photography class. <laughs> it was a history. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I just need to fulfill a, a credit. I'm like the history of it. And that's the one that's the only thing I can remember, like about <laughs> the, the purpose of photography, you know, saying you can take that picture and capture that moment. Yeah. You can be like, exactly. Everybody remember like, I remember when you see me like this, <laughs> I was running from that dog. And I remember that dog walked me and put me on my right ankle. And then, you know, and then I remember that traumatic experience. Now you take me way back to that moment. But it was quite a moment. And it brings you right back to that moment. And I remember. No, I want to remind people of the good moments, not the traumas, not the traumas. <laughs> but I'm just thinking about, you know, when the um, facilitator was just talking about the history. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Because <laughs> I remember that. So. That was always implanted as a picture in my head. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how you doing, Joseph? Thank you. Thank you. So um, listen. And so I, I love I love um, how you communicate, because, again, um, you, you, you say you, you believe in inspiring people and your ability to just communicate. And I like when you was talking about. Um, and it basically you was talking about parenting and communication mm -hmm. because I, I believe it's important to two things in terms of parenting or relationships or anything is communicating and being effective. You just can't say, yeah, about something, leave it alone is important or don't do this is important, especially when it comes to children. But what happens is these people who are adults who struggle with those levels of communication and things, it means that they didn't have someone to sit down and talk to them because the same way is generational curses it's the same way is generational advances and every generation should get better you know so again thank you and again this is perfect children need to know why so only way they can know why is to communicate communicate in details of why you make you know and, and and adults have the ability to manipulate and get their answers so they don't always have to tell all the intimate details but it's important to give a foundation a basis mm -hmm. because you're sitting there doing something and, and children are developing so when you don't communicate to them about what they sitting there around like this and guess what the one thing doesn't stop is time and time goes so next thing you know, that child's a five-year-old then it's a 10-year-old mm -hmm. then it's a 15-year-old then it's an adult and if they never got someone to sit and talk to them they never understand the why so mm -hmm. what they do is just repeat those same patterns of not communicating and not being clear. And then it affects their relationships as they grow up and become adults. And so I just really went and I was processing what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And so what stood out with me is the parenting that you didn't mention, but it still comes in my head is parenting and communication. Oh yeah. And the thing is we don't know everything in life and mm -hmm. that's okay. 
So like some, my son will say something to me and I'm just like, you know what? I don't know. Well, let's find mm-hmm. out. Let's figure it out. Or go a- go ask your uncle or go ask your cousin because I know they know the answer. I don't mm-hmm. know the answer. So it's important for us to raise our kids to be able to advocate for themselves. And I yes. tell my son all the time. It's like, it's not that I don't want to do it for you. It's that I need to know for sure and believe and understand that you can be self-sufficient because I am not always going to be there for you. I am not always going to be there at your school or at your job or anywhere that you're at. So I need to know that you're self-sufficient. I need to know that you can take care of yourself. It's not that I don't want to be there and it's not that I I don't want to do anything for you. It's I need to know that if I'm not around, I'm at peace knowing that you can handle yourself because you have all these parents that are you know, what is it? Helicopter parents or whatever it is. There are degrees to that. You know what I mean? And and everybody wants to overcompensate, you know, well, I didn't have this and I didn't have that. And that's okay that you didn't have it because it made you aware of the things that maybe you need or don't need or whatever it could be. Yes. So learn from it. Don't repeat yes. it. Don't repeat that, that you're going to keep, you know? So it's like, that's, that's an example. Like if your parents didn't know something and they sheltered you, right? Mm. And then mm. now you want to raise your kids to, I want you to do whatever you want, but I'm also going to shelter you. And I want you to do this. But I, like, you understand that you're creating children that act as if they're bipolar, but they're not. And it's not even that they have that disease. It's they are repeating these back and forth situations that are, are not fair to them. Like it's they're, not. well, mom just told me this. Well, dad just told me this, but my teacher said this. And now they're playing ping pong. Now they don't even know which way is going, which way they're going because they're getting so much misinformation and it's not fair to them. It's not because then they're stuck wondering, what am I going to do? I don't know. I don't want to disrespect my parents, but I, you know what I mean? So we're not being fair to our children. We have to make sure that they understand. Oh my God. I love this one. Here's um, Yachty. He says, I over communicate with my children so that we both, have a full understanding of each other. And that is reminds me of communication. Because, you know, if I may say something and thinking that you understand, but that's one-sided. So I need to make sure you understand what I'm saying. So it's important that you communicate to me. It's like you're saying, so what you're saying is this. It's like reciting mm-hmm. so that a person can have an understanding. So I definitely, you know, uh, I, I don't think it's over communicating. I think it's I don't think that's no. I think it's just effective communication. So therefore, you have a clear understanding. Mm-hmm. That both is just like when I say, um, I'm going to I'm, I'm, we're going to simple role play, the cat in the hat. So, Igdalia, tell me what you just heard from who? From you? The yes. cat in the hat? Exactly. So I know that you was able to quote me because now I know that. We on the same page. I said the cat in the hat. You you said I said the cat in the hat. So now we're on the uh, um, same page. So I, I just don't believe it's over communicate. I believe it's effective communication. And that helps you to know that your child or whomever you're interacting with mm-hmm. understands what you said. Now, there is a difference between over communicating and being effective in communication. Mm-hmm. Over communicating for me is... All right. I know this individual who at a young age would tell their kids every single detail about their personal life. 
And it's like, whoa, back it up a second. No boundaries? No, exactly. There are no boundaries. That's where they're over communicating, right? So that's an example of that person is completely over communicating, not trying to be an effective communicator. Um, But this individual who commented, that's what they're doing is effective communication with their children. Because now if the child has questions, they can ask. Mm -hmm. And if there is a question that maybe you were expecting them to ask and they didn't, then you can find a way to let them know. Yeah. Because sometimes we want to make them feel comfortable that they can come to us. Yes. You know, we want to make, like I tell my son when he was younger, I was like, look, I'm your mother. I'm not your friend. But if you need a friend to talk to, you can count on me. But just remember, after that, I will be your mother. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I need him to know that he can come to me if he needs me. And he doesn't have to go running to somebody else and getting the wrong information. Absolutely. Because we need to understand that not everybody who's listening to us is listening because they care and they want to help us. The majority of the time, they're listening to you because they want to either bring it back to somebody else or they want to make sure that they destroy you. Yes, or gossip or something. Yeah. Like, okay. Or like you ask them, oh, I'm going through this. And then I always tell them, like if somebody comes to me for advice, I tell them, I am not going to tell you how I would handle it because it's not going to work for you because it just, it's not. But I am going to give you the real response that you are looking for. And I'm not, my response is normally not what you really want to hear. My response is the truth. My response is, that's it. It's the truth. You may not like it, but I don't know what to tell you. Like a friend of mine, she was telling me about something about her daughter mm-hmm. and we were talking and she kept going and going and going. I'm like, all right, you know what? Um, we were having dinner and I was like, all right, well, not really sure if you're going to continue to talk to me after this conversation, but I need to tell you this. I need to tell you that exactly. Right. Um, I need to tell you that what your daughter is doing is, um, what did I tell her? It's learned behavior. So even though you want her to act a certain way and you expect her to respond and do things, the way she's acting is what she learned. So Mm -hmm. before you go ahead and judge her, because you think that it should be X, Y, and Z, you need to take a step back and really think about it. She's like, oh, yeah, no, I guess you have a point. Yeah, no, I'm not going to cover it up. I'm not going to make you feel better if this is what you want to hear. No, this is the truth. And that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm that friend that you do not want to ask unless you don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to share it. Exactly. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking. And that's it. It's up to you because I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to keep you around. No, I'm here for you to do better in your life because we're not always going to be here. Like, you know, we're all for four, the seasons and your season in your life. Well, what? guess mm-hmm. what? If I'm here for one season, I'm going to make sure that you get exactly what you need to hear because I don't know if somebody else is going to tell you the truth. So I will be that person to tell you the truth. You like it? You don't like it? I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Yes. And and, and one of the things, um, I'm going to address two things, and that is those mesh relationships where they don't establish boundaries. So what happens is you have parents who are engaging having conversation with their children as though they're peers. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is when the child may say something out of pocket because you gave them that familiarity that they can say anything and then they may offend you, 
you decide to retaliate and say something. And that's again, poor communication. Cause now the child didn't understand the why, like, why are you acting this way? when We've been engaging like this because you never established boundaries. Mm-hmm. So again, the communication is I'm, like you said earlier, if you need someone to talk to as a parent, I'm there, but I'm still your, your parent. So when you establish mm-hmm. those boundaries, you don't have those um, uh, mesh relationships. And, and because sometimes they end up going back. I remember um, one particular, I was doing a family um, session, right? And the parent was saying that their child taught them any kind of way. But I observed their interaction because, because you know, you saw it from the beginning when they mm-hmm. first came in, the backwards and forward, you know, and I'm like, and I remember asking the child to step out. And I'm like, is that is that your, your boyfriend or something? No, that's my son. Well, the name calling and the disrespect and the interaction, it, it appears that y'all appears. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this is something that's not new. This has been going on a long time because you, as a parent, never established boundaries. And you didn't communicate to establish that this is not what something parent and children do. And so those are the things. And so another thing, when you were talking about, this is why ethics and profession are required, you know, and in relationships and friendships, there's not like an ethics where you have an obligation to be. Sometimes when you're friends, you don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to say things. But when you have that mentality of being ethical, Mm-hmm. You can tell them what they need to hear, not always what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I say that part of you, maybe your personality, but also as a life coach, you have to be able to be ethical. And so a lot of times people have friends and associates and family members who they go to for advice. But I'm not sitting there saying a friend mm-hmm. or a family member can't be a great person to go to. But in a lot of cases, it's the relationship is so personal they concern themselves about your feelings and they may not say something that's in your best interest and may say something that you want to hear versus that professional who has the obligation to be ethical and, and professional. Um, so therefore you can get the best service or treatment that's help you move to the next level. And so I, I wanted to address that with you because I, I like your insight again. Um, again, when your friends obviously have a person who's they can go to and knowing that, mm-hmm. When they come to you, they already have to psychologically prepare themselves to get the business and get the truth. Not what they want to hear, but what's in their best interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, sometimes we have to be careful what we say. Because we get to a point where we kind of see a person's mindset, their where their mind is at the moment. And mm-hmm. if we feel and we know that they're on the borderline of doing something they shouldn't, we're there to bring them back. We're not there to like scare them to jump. You know, it's, we have to be careful. And again, one of the things that I do is I'm a friendly person. Maybe some people think I'm not, but anyways, um, (laughs) I'm always smiling, right? Or if I see a stranger, I'll smile and say hi. And I remember my son would be like, mom, do you know this person? I was like, I have no idea who they are. Why are you talking to them like that? You, You make it seem like you've known them like for all your life. And I'm like, you know what, you maybe nobody has ever said hi to them or nobody has ever, you know, um, acknowledged their existence. I'm like, what if today was a day that they decided, you know what, I'm going to check out today. 
because nobody has noticed that I'm here. Well, guess what? If I'm that person that's going to keep you from checking out, I'm going to be that person because you never know. Maybe they don't get the attention that they need. Maybe they, it, they need to know that they're loved, whether it's, it's just, it, it's not a romantic love. It's a love like, I know you exist and I see you. Mm -hmm. And it's people need that, you know, because you don't know what's what's going on behind those closed doors. You don't know the pain that they're suffering. You don't even know if they're by themselves. You don't know what their mindset was when they woke up this morning. We never know. But my thing is, I'm not going to add to that pile of destruction or negativity. I am going to be that light that they've been looking for to get back on track. Okay. Because we all need that. We all... You know, because sometimes we we see people and, and you hear them and they're complaining and you're just like, oh, my God, I don't want to hear them complaining. But it's like, you know what? That could be complaining for you, but to them, they're venting. Or maybe they don't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. They really need to get it off their chest so they can function. Because sometimes the support a person needs isn't a monetary support. It's just a listening. It's just somebody there to listen with no judgment. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you say that. And, and as... A uh, person who's been a psychotherapist for years, I have to address something mm -hmm. because there's a thin line. What I'm listening to is a thin line between people who have codependency issues, self-esteem issues. And in reality, it may be needed, but sometimes the reality, you're not going to get it. from mm -hmm. people. So if you're not aware uh, of your, 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 your lack of self-love, that's why self-love is so important. Mm -hmm. but also, if you don't have it, this is the one thing about investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to always have people out there to give you a call. You may not have friends. You may be antisocial. You may not just have it. And you're not going to always get someone to tell you they love you. But the thing is investing in yourself, reading, and also going to a, um, um, a therapist mm -hmm. or, or a life coach. So they'll you can be in that space mm -hmm. so they can give you the skills to understand how to cope when you don't have those people because mm -hmm. you're not unfortunate it's the reality you're not going to always have even though we may need because again um the soul needs affection but sometimes people just don't get it and mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 countless people out there who haven't had the touch of another human being for years mm -hmm. you know and so it's it, although the soul craves for affection they may not ever get someone gets give them affection or tell them and sometimes the benefit of going to see a life coach or seeing a therapist mm -hmm. is it help them navigate through life, although they may not have those things that they may desire and want. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So listen, uh, I would like for you to respond to that. But right now we're going to um, do a station identification and we'll be right back. Okay. Suave afternoon, suave afternoon, suave afternoon. This is Brother Suave, your mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening on-air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, and creator. So, it is so many benefits to being proactive. I remember during the recession, you know, I, I would hear people saying, um, listen, I need a job. And they wouldn't hire people needed. And the person, they, they hired the person who had a job and they apply for another job as opposed to, I don't have a job. That's why I'm going to look for a job is when you already have one. Yes, yes. And, and, and again, um, um, Brother Frederick was saying this, you know, I try not to get so caught up on the right. religious philosophy 
and how spiritual are, but a foundation is so important because it gives you some morals and values. No matter if you're Muslim, a Catholic, or a Holy Witness, or a Christian, or a Baptist, or whatever, you have to have respect. You can't do that. You can't do that stuff. You know, and so we teach them emotional intelligence, teach them how to think about things before they react. Can't be impulsive. Need some of their behaviors. And just remember, great minds with great places. I love you. I mean it. Bye bye. Tune in and stream live now. Social therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast is now being broadcast on NPN Voice. NPN Voice can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now on Audible and Amazon Music and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Swab, the podcast, now on NPN Voice. NPN Voice, got voice. You heard? Social therapy, um, Dr. Brother Swab, and our very special guest, uh, Miss um, Igdalia Medina. As we um, continue to discuss our dialogue and having, being able to have your breakthrough and, and how successful you can become. So, um, did you want to comment on or respond to the comment I just made in terms of identifying what sometimes you may not always get what you need, but that's why it's so important to invest in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because again. I tell people, man, listen, you know, you know, people always say, well, there is no such thing as uh, a book on parenting, uh, millions of books on parenting, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, and so a lot of times you, isn't it's, it's resources out there. So sometimes it's just investing in yourself. I mean, and when you really invest in yourself, I'm telling you, 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 you see the difference. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people don't want to spend the money investing in themselves, but Investing in self really, really makes a, a, a difference in your life. You remember the circle of champions? Remember, mm-hmm. there were so many people and how we all connected. And these people, like you hear the stories, they weren't doing certain things. And when they start connecting, they start taking these classes. Mm-hmm. They start getting life coaching certs. And then some of them start um, um, doing a whole bunch of things. But they invested in themselves. And their lives changed. And sometimes, you know, you, you have to sometimes invest in yourself and, and, and mm-hmm. allow a professional to give you some non-biased insight. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We have to remind people that it's okay to take care of themselves. It's okay to ask for help. Um, and it's what's not okay is that we forget about ourselves and we lose ourselves. So we have to stay focused. And again, you know, we did the Circle of Champions and... Everybody, once they figured out what their why and their purpose was, that's when they were able to take that step and be like, yep, this is it. This is it. This is it. Yes. This is what I need to do. And they could have figured out their why and then then figured out like, oh my gosh, like 
this is my why. And I've been doing this for so long. Yes. And that's okay because we're always learning. And that's mm -hmm. the thing we always learn. We just can't, no matter how bad a situation is, mm -hmm. sometimes we may not see the light right away. Yeah. But we have to be, keep pushing forward. And then when we get there, we're going to be like, oh, I can't believe all these mistakes I've made. Mm -hmm. I can't believe this. And yes. I've done it several times. But then I look back and then it's kind of like, okay, well, I did this and I did that. But you know what? This happened. And I had to do this this way because it prevented me from doing X, Y, and Z. We can't base it on what other people are doing because your situation is not my situation. And we can be in the same place doing the same exact thing. You're going to do it one way and I am going to do it another way because mm -hmm. our minds are different. We have different perspectives. We have different desires. We have different purposes. We're not going to be exactly the same. We might have similarities, but that's not, that's not it. It's not the final decision. Like I have to do it your way or you have to do it mm -hmm. my way. Every situation we learn from and we say, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. This works for you. That doesn't work for me. Yes. And, you know, there are times like um, when we go through certain things in life and, and we have coping skills, some coping skills do not work for certain people. And that's mm -hmm. okay. But I make sure to tell people like, look, this is what I learned. This did not work out for me, but yeah. maybe it works for you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it, just because it didn't work for me, it does not mean that it's not going to work for Absolutely. the other person. You know, and this is why... Uh, as a psychotherapist, we have individual treatment plans. Mm -hmm. It's catered for you, your needs, what works for you. And then we uh, uh, revisit it after 90 days and say, okay. And then go like, okay, well, this was effective. This was ineffective. We may have to make some modifications. Mm -hmm. But again, there is no uh, cure-all. All, you know, one thing fits everybody. Mm -hmm. One size fits all. It has to be individualized. And certain things may work for you may not work for me and things mm -hmm. work for me may not work for me. But the thing that works for everybody is putting the effort in, mm -hmm. putting the effort in. Like I always say, potential without initiative is nothing but a conversation with yourself and others and doing absolutely nothing. If you got the potential, you have to take the initiative. You got to put the effort and do something. This is how putting in effort and having breakthroughs allow you to become a better version of yourself, but you just got to put the work in. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's not so, easy but it's worth it i'm sorry i said it's not easy but it's worth it yeah. everybody wants to do things that are easy nobody wants to put in the work but that's when you really see the results that's when you really appreciate things it's when you put in the work yeah and, and it's funny that you say that because again when i told you about parenting and communication because this is what i hear mm -hmm. because every every person had parents mother or father it may not have been necessarily it could have not been in their life or could but everyone was born through someone else so each time we have something like you said a why and i think parents need to have to understand why it is so important to communicate it is so important to become the best parent you can because it it, it improves every generation mm -hmm. when you start um, being mindful self-awareness and communicating that, that child learns how to communicate. So you're talking about three and four generations of effective communication. By the time your child, they understand certain things and, and, and we evolve. Mm -hmm. but we don't need to be evolving the, the counterproductive way. We need to be evolving the same. Yes, I recall this. I, and, and, and just being transparent, I remember um, I, I had a book 
it was about sex and the body and the biology of it and on uh, hormones and everything. I got, I think I was about, I'm not for sure if I was 10 years old, but I remember my dad got me and he explained so many different things to me. And the weird thing is this, because you remember I said we evolved. Mm -hmm. Well, my son developed early. And I think I, because I, I think I was about 10, but my son happened to hit puberty at eight years old. So he started going through these emotional and start getting hair all over. I'm like, well, you eight years old. <laughs> but the thing is, when I start seeing that and start paying attention, yeah. I had to have that conversation with mm -hmm. him because his body was developing and changing. He was just saying, and I had to talk, I had to explain to him why I was doing this because he was being emotional, he was going, and that was he was hitting puberty so early. So I had to, as a parent, I had to effectively communicate, explain to him why I was doing it. Although he was young, I still had to do it. And mm -hmm. I continued that throughout his his developing over the years. So about time he became 14, you're talking about six years of experience mm -hmm. of understanding this. And each each level, each age he grew, he was developing and having a better understanding of what I was trying to uh, emphasize on him about his body and how it's, he would change. But again, the, that's the parenting component, but it's also the communication. And so again, mm -hmm. We evolve, and it's just it's so important that we communicate. Um, and so, I, I, I really, really, really um, love your communication style, your transparency, your ability to hold your friends and associates and clients accountable. Mm -hmm. They know you don't play. Mm -mm. <laughs> so, is it anything that you would like to share um, in regards of how? Um, they can get your services. It could be in photography. It could be in services in terms of coaching or anything and how they can contact you and anything because um, I would like them to get in contact with you, you know, because I, I know being an MAA photographer, you probably do other photography and sometimes yeah. you may want some headshots. Yeah. Um, they can find me through um, Instagram, through their fight story. Um, they can just search my name for either Instagram or Facebook or. Okay. Now, what was that? Your fight story? Their fight story. Oh, their fight story. Because mm -hmm. we all have a story and yes. we all have a reason why we're fighting. And it's not, you know, and, and it works because it's in the combat sports field. Mm -hmm. But even that people go into martial arts for a reason. There is a reason. I started my martial arts career because something happened in my life and I wanted to take control and I push people and I, you know, help them and guide them and, and let them know. But I also have to take a step back cause I'm a little too pushy with that. Uh, but it's like, I just want everybody to be safe and protected. You know what I mean? But then it's just like, ah, oh, you really got to take a step back. Cause not everybody's for it, but it's important for everybody to be safe. Um, so I do their fight story because we all, have a reason why we are here and what pushes us mm -hmm. to fight. That's our purpose. Our why mm -hmm. is our fight. Okay. So at, at, um, at T H E R I, I mean, E I R fight story, yep. correct? Yes. All right. And, um, speaking of fighting, 
You got a spa one day. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't like getting hit in the face. Okay, that's the first thing. I'm I'm good with stand up, but I don't like getting hit in the face. Oh, we do some groundwork. See what yeah. see see where your groundwork at. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm rusty, but I am pretty good. I'm pretty good on the ground. I can. I'm really good with my arm bars, with my omoplatas. Okay. Only because people keep telling me I you shouldn't be doing those or they're not that easy to. So I'm like, okay, you're gonna tell me nope. I'm gonna show you I can do it. Yes. And that's probably how I messed up my shoulders and stuff. But that's another reason. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 because. You know, it's it's funny. One, one a fight story that I have is um after we had won the national championship, yeah. it's almost like you know how football players in the league they be having a great season, and then the next season they get cut because they're not good enough. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like I'm so sorry now, and I'm like it's time to quit. <laughs> so funny. It was so funny. It was like, it's time to quit because I done lost the skills o over the summer or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, you know when to quit. You know, them boxers, sometimes they don't know when to quit. Yeah. Their brain, they still got it. But then, you know, that's one of the things. I'm not going to even talk about it. But <laughs> I look at some of my boxing champions and heroes. I'm like, I, 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 I didn't want to see that last fight. You should have quit. Well, none exactly. of us would have had to experience our heroes getting knocked out yeah. second or third round or quitting, you know. Yeah. Quit early. <laughs> quit as a champion. Quit when you're on top. Don't go out. They're like not that. quitting. They just need to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you're having the 20th ranked person beating the world champion who was a Hall of Famer. You know, yeah. oh, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> he should never got in a ring with you. How do you really feel about all this? Huh? <laughs> I said, how do you really feel? Yes. You know, so <laughs> listen, it was wonderful. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, and listen, as 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 so amazing as you are, you 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 are a, a person of strength. And I just thank you because you're an inspiration to others to tell them, you know, you can always have like the the comeback of, of, of the life award, you know. Because you have to sometimes understand your why. Mm -hmm. So, um, listen, um, this has been um, Dr. Brother Suave, a very special guest, Ms. Igdalia Medina. Um, listen, just continue to strive, continue to be the best version of yourself. And just remember, great minds reach great places. I love you. I mean it. Bye-bye. Suave afternoon, suave afternoon, suave afternoon. This is Brother Suave, your mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening on-air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, and creator. So, it is so many benefits to being proactive. I remember during the recession, you know, I, I would hear people saying, um, listen, I need a job. And they wouldn't hire people needed. And the person, that, they hired a person who had a job and they apply for another job as opposed to I don't have a job. That's the time to look for a job is when you already have one. Yes, yes. And, and, and again, um, um, Brother Frederick was saying this. You know, I try not to get so caught up on religious philosophy and how spiritual are, but a foundation is so important because it gives you some morals and values. No matter if you're Muslim, a Catholic, or a Jehovah Witness, or a Christian, or a Baptist, or whatever, you have to have respect. You can't do that. You can't do that stuff. You know, and so we teach them emotional intelligence, teach them how to think about things.
before they react can't be impulsive. These are some of the learned behaviors as you listen. Just remember, great minds reach great places. I love you. I mean it. Bye-bye. Tune in and stream live now. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, is now being broadcast on NPN Voice. NPN Voice can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now on Audible and Amazon Music and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, now on NPN Voice. NPN Voice. Got voice. You heard? Viewers.